In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and giver of life. Amen. Please be seated, and can you blow your candles out? Okay, we don't need those on. If your hand is covered in wax, you should have blown it out when that started happening. You know what um, strikes me every year when I consider the Christmas story is all the moving about. You know, everyone is on the move. Everyone in the Christmas story is required to go back home to the place where their family is from, to register for a census. And so thousands of people are living, are leaving cities, towns and villages to head home to different cities, towns and villages. Sound familiar? And those destinations are full of visitors. And everyone has some family staying. Around every table there are people catching up, people becoming reacquainted, being introduced to aunties and uncles, to grandmas and grandpas, to cousins, nieces and nephews. Invitations are everywhere. Hey, if you're in town, come over. Let's catch up. Invitations to draw near, to gather, to renew, to restore relationships. That's what's happening in the Christmas story 2,000 years ago. And so, on to the Christmas story of 2022. Here we, are all, we, here we all are in church at midnight, considering the birth of a baby in a manger. A baby that Christianity teaches is as fully God as God can be, and as completely human as you and I can be. The arrival of this baby is a proclamation about God's desire for a relationship with each of us. A baby is by its very nature, it by its very nature invites closeness. A baby requires intimacy. That makes the baby Jesus a perfect beginning for a new iteration in God's invitation for us to draw near, to grow in our relationship with God. Tonight, we have been drawn here from across the world, from across the nation, from across our city, into this church in the middle of the night. Don't you think that it is remarkable that however you choose to personally engage with the story of Christmas of Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus in the stable in Bethlehem, whether you connect to the story through seeing nativities that are set up in shop windows or a Christmas card from Arnie Rose or the story you heard once at Sunday school. However, the Christmas story intersects with your life. Somehow, what happened then happens now. It's repeating. God calls us to draw near and as we gather tonight. As we gather tomorrow, we draw near, like the shepherds, like the wise men. So tonight seems like a great place to start with the Christmas story for 2023. 
But really, that's not where most of us start. Because for most of us tonight, Christmas is part of a larger narrative of the season, full of year-end events and gatherings that sweep us inexorably through Christmas Day and out the other side into summer. You know, if you talk to people about what they're looking forward to over the next while, many will eagerly share their excitement that following Christmas, they are looking forward to doing nothing. In every other context, when you talk about nothing, it's nothing. It isn't a positive thing. Yet in the context of our Southern Hemisphere year, January is the location of a very special kind of nothing. Because within our summer nothing, we have the time to take a good look at ourselves. What we gain, what we often gain from our summer reflection is reconnection and recalibration. We reconnect. Relationships are restored and refreshed. And we recalibrate. We see what is important and what is not so important in our lives. The great summer nothing shows us that given the opportunity to consider our lives apart from all the immediate up-close activity that defines so much of our existence, we really are able to see things more clearly. We can separate the urgent things from the important things. So why do we come to the same conclusion summer after summer about what we will do differently and how we, we, how we will be different? about how we will do more X by doing less Y. What has happened to us since last summer? What happens between February and December that leaves us in need of our annual dose of reconnection and recalibration? Well, it's called life. We are busy. We have responsibilities. We live lives that relentlessly drive our focus inward because we need so much of our energy to achieve, to accomplish what we need to get done. And in that busyness, we lose this perspective that summer blesses us with. To hold on to our summer perspective, we need an anchor. We need an external perspective, an external measure to keep the important and the right perspective to the urgent. And that perspective is one of the gifts that we receive in God's invitation made through the baby in the manger for us to draw near to God. Because our relationship with God protects us from self-absorption. Our relationship with God gives us perspective to see ourselves more clearly. Our relationship with God draws our focus beyond ourselves and beyond the boundaries of the everyday. Christianity teaches 
that our relationship with God is made manifest in our lives and our relationships with each other. And the church is the place where week on week we are challenged to reconnect and recalibrate. Jesus said, if you can't love those you can see, how can you love God who you can't see? As we consider the life and teachings, the death, resurrection and ascension of Jesus, we are challenged to live life in ways that are focused outward. We're challenged to love one another as God loves us. I know that for me, to try and love like that is so hard to do amongst all the competing priorities in life. You know, I'm looking forward to my summer nothing. I hit my summer reconnection and recalibration with as much to sort out as anyone here. In trying to be the person that my summer reconnection and recalibration aspires me to be is a huge stretch. But I absolutely know that it would be even harder if I wasn't part of St Peter's. Here, amongst all the many and varied groups and peoples that make this place their home, like Marcus, through Christians, through Hindus, through Jewish friends, through Sikhs, through atheists, through agnostics, through those who have much, to those who have nothing, the happy, the sad, the joyful, the angry, amongst all the many and glorious varied people that make up St. Peter's, God is here. God is at work, daily challenging my perspective, daily challenging my self-absorption, daily challenging me to care. Trying to be that person is not easy. But I'm so glad that I don't have to try and be that person by myself. That is what church is, you know. Church is a bunch of people who are trying to be the people that this summer's nothing will show us we could be. Church is a group of people trying to become the people who God hopes we could be, we can be. Church is a group of people trying to become what they hope for together. I'm so glad that I get to share in that trying with you, starting this Christmas night with all of us here at St Peter's. Amen.